I want to encourage you to give yourself permission to do something just for you, something that could be incredibly purpose-driven, life-changing, something that could change the trajectory of your financial future, and that is coming to attend a live Marketing Impact Academy event in Orange County, October 14th through the 16th. You don't need to have any previous business experience. You do, however, need to have a desire and a dream to want to create additional income, a side hustle, a business online, something that you can call your own. This doesn't mean you've got to quit your job. doesn't mean you've got to be the boss to a team of 50 people, but it does mean that you are excited about the opportunity that's open to everyone. This event is so fun. People are so excited to see each other. You're going to meet tons of other pod squatters. It's going to be people just like you who are nervous, but also excited and feel like they have no idea what they're doing, but they're ready for the challenge and excited to do some dancing because it's not like a normal seminar where you're sitting in chairs the whole time. We do lots of dance breaks. It's very fun. Every speaker comes with, and they're going to give you an action plan. So like after they tell you what they did and how they did it, they're going to give you an action plan. Step one, step two, step three. It's exciting. It's motivating. It's Orange County. We're right down the street from Disneyland. I know this has been on your bucket list. So do it. Why not? What do you have to lose? You can get yourself registered right now. Even if you are not an MIA member, just go to the link below. It's shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. If you are an MIA member, check your email for the member ticket hookup. And if you don't see one, then just, of course, you know, email us operations at shaleenjohnson.com. We'll make sure you get that hookup. But for everybody else, like, you know, you want to be there and I want to give you a hug. And if you want to be invited to that dance party, be sure to check out the VIP package. It is next level. All right. October 14th through the 16th. Orange County, California, MAA Live 2022. I will see you there. Don't you hate those mornings when you wake up feeling just fluffy? You're not sure how or why, but it feels like you've gained five pounds overnight, or maybe you jump on the scale and you're up like five to seven pounds from the last time you weighed just a few days prior. Your normally loose pajamas have made like an indentation into your waistline while you were sleeping. Your face looks kind of like a chipmunk. Your eyes appear to be more hooded. And no matter what you try on, there it is, your bloated stomach. You are definitely not alone. We all have days where we feel a little fluffier than others. I know I have them and it doesn't feel good and it can actually kind of put you in a bad mood. It can also be a pretty good indicator that something is off with your diet or some other area of your health. But today I want to kind of lighten things up We have been talking about some pretty heavy topics lately on The Shaleen Show, but it is also important to keep this balanced. So, I mean, The Shaleen Show is about life. And so it's about whatever I'm going through, whatever I sense that you are going through. So there's going to be episodes that are really uplifting and fun and silly. And we're talking about the best reality TV shows to watch, or we're talking about how to have better sex. And sometimes we're talking about like kind of depressing topics like mental health. But today, we're keeping it light. As a matter of fact, we are going to talk about how to make you feel lighter. This isn't a weight loss episode. This is a lose the bloat episode. Now, you know, I'm not a fan of fast weight loss. And that's not what today is going to be about. Today, we're going to talk about how to get rid of that fluffy feeling, how to lose the belly bloat or that bloated feeling that sometimes you just feel from head to toe. (laughs) All right, let's get to it. The funny thing is I rarely hear dudes talking about feeling bloated. 
So I have to wonder if it's kind of more of a female thing, if that's a term we women use more than men. Like my husband, when he's probably feeling bloated, I've never once in my life, in my 30 years, I should say, of being with him, I've never once heard him say, I'm really feeling bloated. Like he'll say, oh God, I got to cut back. Or I think he gained like 10 pounds or he'll say, or he kind of like pats his belly and he's like, I'm getting fat, you know? But I think we women, we look in the mirror and we pat our stomach and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bloated. Okay, first things first, let's get the serious stuff out of the way. You definitely want to check with your doctor and find out, like if you're suddenly bloated, and it's painful, or you've been experiencing painful abdominal bloating for some time, and and you've done a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about in the show today. If you have other symptoms other than just like holding on to water, if you have an intuition that something else is going on, please trust your body's intuition. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from women who they will say, you know, all my friends said it was this, or at first I kind of dismissed it, and then I just knew there was something more or something wasn't right. They go and have tests run, and sure enough, it is something far more serious. So if you have a hunch, when in doubt, go check it out. Now, obviously, there are different types of bloat. So there's the bloat that we experience when we're about to have our menstrual cycle, There's bloating that you might feel because you're constipated or because you've got gas. There's bloating that you might experience when you eat certain foods. Okay, so case in point, I used to have abdominal, like lower belly bloating that was so uncomfortable, that was so painful, and I had it for probably 10 years, so much so that I just thought it was normal. I just thought like anytime you eat, you get really bloated. Like I would have a food baby every single time I ate something. In fact, the only time I ever had what felt like a nice flat stomach, and I'm not talking about like concave or anything. I'm just saying like it didn't hurt. It just was like normal, was maybe very first thing in the morning. I mean, and even that was pretty rare. I just always felt bloated. I always had gas. It was always uncomfortable. And this is for like about a 10-year period. And then I changed my diet. So I know what you're going to ask, like, what did you change? Well, I'll, I'll tell you that in just a second. But I will say this. I still, from time to time, feel that bloated feeling. On occasion, I will have the lower abdominal bloating that many women are. I think we're more sensitive to it than other people. I mean, we're probably more sensitive to ourselves. Like, have you ever looked at someone else and thought, wow, they really look bloated today? I mean, I don't look at other women that way. I think we are much harder on ourselves. But again, so... Sorry, I digress. Yes, on occasion, I will have lower abdominal bloating, but now more often than not, I'll just have a day or a couple of days or sometimes even a week where I just feel like like I'm holding water. Yeah, like my face is a little fuller, my clothes fit a little tighter. I don't weigh myself, so it would probably show up on the scale, but I know it's not like weight gain. I can tell because I know my body, that it is water retention. And that's primarily what we're going to talk about today. But before I get into that, let me go back to how I was able to solve the constant bloat that I once experienced. Okay, so the very first thing, and, and again, this is me. My body's different than yours. I always hesitate to share these things because I don't want someone to say, well, that's not true for me, or someone to say, well, if that's what worked for Shalene, then it should work for me. Your body is an experiment, and you have to pay attention. And the primary cause 
of me being bloated for 10 years is because I was doing what everybody else was doing and under the guise of it being healthy and because all these other, quote, healthy people were doing it, then I didn't question it. I just did it. Even though I felt horrible, I just, I got so used to feeling that way that I didn't remember what it felt like to not feel bloated. I would eat like a half of a protein bar and it would look like I was five months pregnant. I would drink a protein shake and my stomach would just be so painful. I would get this just like excruciating gas or I would urgently need to use the restroom. And I would, I was eating like small amounts of food. So I just, which made me afraid to eat bigger portions, which made me afraid to eat more foods because it was always so uncomfortable. Okay, so there's that going on, right? So I'm eating these small amounts of foods. You probably already picked up on a trend here, right? So I was eating a lot of quote unquote healthy foods, (laughs) healthy foods that were very highly processed shakes. And listen, I still have protein shakes from time to time, but I have to be very particular about the ingredients and the way they're processed. And I have to, not just because someone says it's healthy and someone says it's like the ultimate shake or whatever, or you know, this person who I love is drinking this particular protein shake, that doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. That's why I know you're going to be like, well, Shaleen, can you tell us what protein shake you drink? It's why I don't talk about protein shakes on the show, because even though I have a couple of brands that I like the ingredients, they don't give me a stomachache and they don't make me bloated. The taste is like, it's okay. It's not something I'm going to like write home about. And more importantly, I personally am a much bigger advocate of eating whole foods. When I have a protein shake, it is because I haven't planned well. It's because I didn't plan accordingly. It's because, I was going to say, it's because my husband didn't go grocery shopping (laughs) because his wife never goes grocery shopping. It's really because I'm being lazy, to be honest, and I'm really super hungry. So it's either that or not eat. So I'll have a protein shake. But that's not my go-to because... They're all processed. Okay, so let's just quickly run down like why we get bloated from certain foods. So I know you know this, but like your digestive tract is breaking down whatever it is you've consumed. And that process involves the release of some gases. Some foods are more fibrous and they expand. And when fibrous foods expand, like let's say maybe your first meal of the day or your lunch is something that's just loaded with fiber, that's going to make you feel very bloated. Even though fiber is really, really good for you, it's very healthy to a certain extent, right? But some high fiber content foods like cruciferous vegetables or, or even some fiber protein drinks, what happens is when those fibers expand, they also pull water into your digestive tract. And because Fiber is very different from fats or carbohydrates or proteins, and the body doesn't digest it the same way. It just basically gets rid of it. It's running through your digestive system. It can really be very, very uncomfortable for some people. So I think it is important to kind of to understand, okay, if your bloating is a result of what you're eating, you need to know what is it that's causing it. Are you eating certain vegetables that are super high in fiber, like too many Brussels sprouts or onions or cauliflower or broccoli or kale. You know, there's a lot of dark leafy greens that are incredibly high in fiber. And again, that's super important for you to have. You want to have a lot of fiber in your diet, but are you having too much? Are you having the wrong kind? Or are you having a particular fiber that doesn't agree with you? Like maybe beans or lentils or 
Even some fruits are really high in fiber. And again, obviously, look at the packaging if you're eating processed foods, whether it's a protein shake or a protein bar, or it could be your instant oatmeal. It could be your fibrous crackers. Like just take a look at the fiber content because fiber is good. And and if you're not getting enough fiber in your diet, then you're going to end up feeling constipated and that's going to make you bloated. The body is such a temperamental machine. You can't put cheap fuel in there. You can't put the wrong kind of fuel in your machine and expect for it to, you know, run at an optimal speed for you. Okay. Let's talk about some other things that might be contributing to your lower abdominal bloat. And then we're going to get into full body bloat, right? Because there's that too. Well, another reason why you might be just bloated in your lower abdomen is because of what you're drinking. Beverages that have a high sugar content are going to make you bloated. Alcohol is probably going to make you bloated. Sugar alcohols like those sugar, oh my gosh, anything that's, I just had a total flashback. Anything that's like sugar-free, like those fake chocolates or Have you seen the like no sugar maple syrups, those kinds of things? Many of those are made with what are known as sugar alcohols. And some people are, oh my gosh, so sensitive to sugar alcohols that it will give them instant IBS. Or you might even feel faint. I mean, there's so many people who don't realize that, you know what I'm talking about, when you've had one of those bouts where you're like, what in the heck, somebody needs to find me a bathroom like right now, or we're gonna have a major problem on our hands. (laughs) Is that too graphic? But it's a human thing and it's happened to everybody. And 99% of the time, you're trying to figure out what it is. And I guarantee you, it's something you ate or drank. You're far better off just having the regular maple syrup on your pancakes or having the regular margarita. You know, be careful if you're doing those skinny margaritas or the diet sodas, a lot of those things contain sugar alcohols and they're going to make you bloated. During that lovely period where I was like living on protein bars and protein shakes and all this like quote unquote healthy food that was all processed, my beverage of choice was Diet Coke. We're talking gallons and gallons of Diet Coke. Like that was my form of hydration. I never drank water. So I completely cut out all of the protein shakes, all the protein bars, all of the diet sodas, I I eliminated all of the processed foods and I cold turkey switched to a very, almost cold turkey, almost overnight switched to a whole foods diet. Cutting back on the diet soda, that took me a minute, more than a minute. So I've done a whole episode on how I got off Diet Coke, but just here's a quick, little, quick, little tiny recap. I went from Diet Coke, are you ready for this? to diet Sprite. Because in my mind, I'm like, it's clear. At least it looks like water. That's a step. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it worked in my brain. And once I started on the diet Sprite, then I started mixing mineral water with my diet Sprite. Like I would do like a quarter of mineral water and then three quarters of diet Sprite. Like I needed the tang. I needed the fizz. I wanted the taste. I wanted the the sweetness, all those things. Okay. And then eventually I went to a half and half diet Sprite and half mineral water. And then eventually three quarters and a quarter. And then eventually I was just doing mineral water on ice. And mineral water is great for you because our water is so deficient in minerals that if the carbonation doesn't bother you, then that might be a great alternative. For me, it doesn't make me feel bloated. For some people, it does make them feel bloated. Let's also talk about sodium for a second. Processed foods are loaded 
with sodium. That's what gives them shelf life. That's what makes them taste delicious. Like even things you would be shocked to know how much sodium is. If it's processed, it's probably loaded with sodium. But here's the thing with sodium. If you don't get enough sodium and you don't drink a lot of water, well, then your body says, wait a second, we don't have enough to keep everything in balance, like your electrolytes are going to be off. If you don't have enough sodium in your body and you're not drinking enough water, then any tiny little drop of water in your body, your body's going to hold on to it because it needs it because it doesn't have enough sodium to hold it naturally or normally. You're also going to be that person who just, when everyone else is like drenched in sweat, you just don't sweat. That's probably a pretty good sign that you don't have enough sodium in your diet and you're probably not getting enough water, enough hydration which by the way, chronic dehydration will cause you to be bloated. So how do you fix that? Increase your water. Okay, so new habit alert. Now when I'm recording my podcast, that's what I'm using as my trigger to remind me to have my greens. So what I'm drinking right now contains ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, coconut water, wheatgrass, red beet, matcha green tea, turmeric, lemon, and prebiotic powder. There's no mess. There's no blending. There's no food processing. It's a powdered form, 100% organic. I put one scoop of Organifi greens powder into a big glass of sparkling ice. I stir it up. It tastes so refreshing. I'm not going to lie. I add a packet of stevia because I like it super sweet. It's delicious. It's actually very refreshing. The superfoods that they pack into this drink are specifically designed to help you reduce your cortisol levels. Now, if you're stressed, you can improve your cortisol levels by having a green juice every day. The Organifi Greens drink is, it's very tasty. There is an acquired taste to it. It does have a little bit of a greens taste, a little bit of a minty taste. But if you don't love Organifi Greens, Try another one of Organifi's products. I drink Organifi Pure mixed with Organifi Immunity every morning in my water bottle. That's for my immune system and my brain health. And I'm now having a greens drink in the afternoon. I want you to try the amazing line of Organifi products. They're all 100% organic. They're my favorites. They're convenient. They're delicious. So check it out. You get 20% off when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, dot com forward slash Shaleen. It's Organifi with an I dot com forward slash Shaleen for 20% off. Check out their line of products. And if you know that you could use more greens and you want a tasty, delicious alternative to pulling out the blender, try the Organifi greens juice. That's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. So many people are afraid of drinking a lot of water because they feel like, well, that's going to make me feel more bloated. No, that flushes your system. It tells your body, hey, you don't have to hold on to water because there's an abundance of water. We've, we've got lots of water. And what water does is it helps us to flush toxins, to flush our system. And it helps us to flush out water that's normally held between the skin and the muscles. So again, if the first thing we're addressing is that lower abdominal bloat, if it's not related to your menstrual cycle, right? And if we're just talking about it's something digestively, I recommend if you want to reduce the bloat, first of all, get your sodium in check. I'm not telling you to remove your sodium because if you drastically reduce your sodium, that could make matters worse. Instead, focus on eating a unprocessed diet. 
and you will see a dramatic reduction in your lower abdominal bloating in anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. And this is especially true for those of you who are sensitive to gluten. Now, if you are celiac, like you have a total gluten intolerance, girl, and you're not paying attention to packaging, you're not looking at labels, if you don't understand all of the places that gluten can be hiding, well, there's your answer. That is the number one cause of lower abdominal bloating is when we're eating foods that don't agree with us. And girl, if you are gluten intolerant, you can't mess around like you cannot mess around and that stuff can accumulate. If you're lactose intolerant, do you even know? Like pay attention, keep a food journal, use your push journal and just write down everything that you're eating for like four or five days and also keep track of how you feel in terms of your bloating, your gas, your level of comfort. Just just how do you feel digestively? I haven't met a person yet who's taken a food sensitivity test who was shocked to find out their results. It's like it oftentimes will confirm what you've already figured out. So if you don't want to take a food sensitivity test, just keep track of what you eat for like five days, seven days, and make note of how it makes you feel. You're going to identify those things that aren't agreeing with you. For example, quinoa, very healthy, very healthy. Most people love quinoa. It's a great alternative to rice. Not for this girl, man, if quinoa just does not agree with my digestive tract. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't done food journaling to figure out, okay, what's going on here? I can do eggs, but I can't do too many eggs. I can do a little bit of dairy, but I have zero problems if I'm doing like goat or sheep products. So increasing my water intake substantially, decreasing or almost eliminating as close as you can processed foods, eliminating or identifying any kind of protein drink or protein shake that doesn't agree with you, that's highly processed, figuring out if you're lactose intolerant, if you're gluten intolerant, understanding your own food sensitivities, all of those things should make a huge difference in your lower abdominal bloat. But now let's talk about just feeling fluffy. Like on one of those weeks where you're like, gosh, my rings are tight, my clothes are fitting tighter. And you're like, I'm, I'm exercising. My, my food hasn't changed that much. Why do I just feel fluffy? I need to get rid of this by the weekend. Now I'm not talking about dropping body fat because we can't do that in three days. But you can definitely lose the excess water that your body is holding on to because that's what's going on when you're just feeling fluffy. Your body is just inflamed. And remember that inflammation is the body's natural response to protect it. So if there's something going on because you haven't gotten great sleep, you've been under a ton of stress, and then you had a couple glasses of wine before you went to bed, and maybe you've been eating really well, but you didn't realize a couple of things you were eating were things that you were sensitive to. You've been exposed to toxins, like maybe you were around someone who was smoking or there was chemicals and your body's just inflamed. So that's one of the main reasons why we feel fluffy. Or maybe you just hit the gym way too hard, too many days in a row. And remember when tissues are under attack because they've been overworked or overstressed, what does the body do? The body sends water to wherever it needs to protect things. Think about when you were pregnant. The baby is surrounded in fluids. The body sends fluids to protect tissues. So when your body thinks it's under attack for any of these reasons, from stress to food, you're going to hold on to extra water. 
overall fluffiness. Now, I'm not talking about like you've just been gradually gaining weight year after year after year. I'm talking about like that sudden like, why do I feel fluffy this week? First of all, do not beat yourself up. And if you already know, like this is water, like don't get on the scale. Like why make matters worse? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But understand that you're under stress. Your body feels as though it's under attack and you can do a lot to drop that water weight and you're going to feel much better because it's just, it's so uncomfortable when your body is just holding on to this water, excess water that it doesn't need. So the absolute easiest, most surefire way to quickly drop water weight is to increase your sleep. This might sound crazy, but if there's any way you could get an extra hour in addition to what you normally get, an extra hour, if you really want to drop water weight, get an extra two hours. Go to bed earlier tonight by like an hour and a half. I mean, two hours, I know that might be pushing it, but even if you could sleep in a little tomorrow, like skip your workout, I'm telling you, that's going to help you immensely. Okay, so now let's talk about the workout. Any workout where you are really breaking down muscle fibers, like an intense workout, you're lifting extra heavy weight, you're doing something you've never done before, that's going to make your body hold on to water. So if you're, if we're trying, we're just talking about reducing your water retention over the next three days, here's what I want you to do. Walk. Walk at a brisk pace. And it's not just the sweating that is going to occur that's going to help you to drop that water. It's also the biomechanics of your muscles moving. That mechanical process helps the body to push water out through your tissues. Drink more water. Drink a lot more water. It certainly doesn't hurt to add lemon and ginger to your water. These things really help the digestive process. They help your body to, again, just rid itself of the water that it's holding onto. Green tea instead of coffee, very important. Again, we're talking about dropping water weight quickly, but safely. So for that reason, I am not going to suggest that you do any of the skinny teas or the water loss teas or to take any of the stimulants or the you know, water pills, any of that stuff. You guys, all that's going to do, it's going to mess your body up. Trust me, I know. I've done those things. I used to do those things before fitness videos. And oh my gosh, like the day after taking those things, which by the way, were suggested in the industry. This is just like, it's just what people do. So when you're comparing yourself to those fitness models who look like so ripped and you can see the striation on their shoulder deltoids and and they're just like so lean and so ripped. The first time I ever filmed a fitness video, I was emailed instructions on how to cut my water consumption, how to dehydrate myself so that I would look leaner on camera. True story. And you know what that does? It throws your body out of whack. And it's very unnatural. And then the second you drink water, your body's like, (gasps) and it just holds on to everything. And then I would feel absolutely horrible. And your body just, it needs to learn how to do these things naturally. So I am very much against taking any type of, you know, water pill, unless it's prescribed by your doctor, of course. But I will give you two things that are just absolutely magical. Like, so if you've got an event coming up this weekend or or maybe you're just like feeling super uncomfortable and just fluffy and bloated from all the water that your body's holding on to. Okay, lymphatic massage, y'all. Oh my gosh, where has lymphatic massage been all my life? And up until last year, I'd never done it. I think I'd heard of it, but I was like, I don't even know what that is. Your lymph nodes are responsible for removing the toxins from your body. In fact, I've got a great 
an amazing lymphatic massage expert who I'm going to have as a guest on the show coming up shortly to explain all the incredible benefits. This is so important for any of you who've had a breast cancer diagnosis, if you've had a surgery, if your immune system has been compromised, if you've been exposed to toxins like your lymph nodes play a key role in helping your body to move toxins, to move waste and byproducts through your system. It's actually part of the digestive process. It's part of your metabolism. And if your lymph nodes, if they're not functioning properly because you've been using lotions or deodorants or perfumes or other products on your body that tend to clog and impede your lymph nodes' ability to remove these wastes, then your body is going to be holding on to extra water. So the very first time I ever did a lymphatic massage, the massage therapist took a photo of my abdomen and my arms and my legs before starting the massage. And it's a really soft massage. It's not like a deep tissue massage. And I kept thinking like, wait, Am I paying for this? Like, this is so weird. It's hard to describe. Again, we'll do a whole show about it, but it feels amazing. And if you just go to YouTube and type in lymphatic massage or body shaping with lymphatic massage, obviously it's not permanently changing the shape of your body. But if you want to see the watershed that happens after you do a lymphatic massage, like your stomach will feel flatter, your arms will feel fatter. You can do lymphatic massage for your face, for your neck. It's just remarkable and it's going to help you lose the water naturally. You can learn to give yourself lymphatic massage. There's tons of techniques and videos you can watch on YouTube or, and if you can afford it and you've got somebody in your area, treat yourself to a lymphatic massage. Oh, it's just absolutely amazing. And if it's in the budget, I also would encourage you to treat yourself to an infrared sauna. Oh my gosh. Infrared Again, we could do like a whole hour on the benefits of infrared. My husband does infrared sauna, I think probably five days a week. He does that because obviously Alzheimer's runs in his family and the studies, the science, the research behind the benefits of infrared sauna in longevity and cognitive brain health are just too powerful to deny. So when you're in the sauna, obviously the temperature's up nice and high. So you're pouring out water. You're losing that overall inflammation. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to lose like three to five pounds of just water weight. Again, we're not talking about losing body fat, but you can lose up to three to five pounds of just water that's being held underneath your skin. That's making your clothes tight. That's making your face look nice and puffy. And that's inflammation. That's systemic inflammation. That's when you are holding water from head to toe. And infrared sauna, again, if it's in the budget, I would recommend it. If you want to do the poor man's version of sweating it out, I'm going to mention this. But again, I have to preface it by saying this is not a long-term solution. This is if You're just uncomfortable right now because of the water weight that you're holding. This is not a long-term solution. This is not going to help you, quote, lose weight. This is going to help you lose water, and it's going to help you lose water quickly. And that's either a sweat suit or a sweat band. Now, the sweat bands, you see a lot of women wearing these at the gym like every single day, which I don't understand the point of that. It looks like a waist trainer. Basically, it's a wide piece of neoprene with Velcro on either end, and you just wrap it nice and tight around your abdomen. And what will it do? Will it shrink your waistline permanently? No. 
(laughs) That's so silly. But what it will do temporarily is help you lose water. In other words, you're going to sweat more in that area. I repeat, this does not make you lose body fat in that area. It does not make you permanently smaller there. It does not change your overall weight. This is not a long-term strategy. This is, I just feel gross. I've got an event this weekend. My dress is really tight, or I just can't stand how bloated I feel. Okay, throw it on for a couple of workouts. You could go for a walk in it, ride a bike, do some cardio. You're going to sweat more in that area. That's it. That is it. And I almost hesitate to offer you that suggestion because people like Kim Kardashian, who in this is just my opinion, who has dropped a substantial amount of weight, who influences a lot of young women, has made it very public that that's part of the way that she dropped 16 pounds in two weeks' time to fit into the Marilyn Monroe dress for, I forget, was it the Met Gala? I forget. But she didn't drop 16 pounds by wearing that sweatsuit. What she did probably lose was some water weight, which probably helped to make her a little bit smaller to fit into that dress. We won't even talk about the fact that she's really gone off the deep end now. And it's just, what are these Kardashians doing? What are they doing? We'll save that for another episode. But my point is this, if you want to use it as a temporary solution to help you, again, lose some of the water that's trapped between your skin and the muscles because you've been inflamed and you need a temporary solution, it'll work. If you're somebody who needs to use social media to move product, to build a team, to grow your business, you've got to use stories. It just doesn't happen in your feed posts. It's all about stories. But so many people have no idea what to post the stories or they just run out of ideas or they feel like there's just nothing interesting going on. So why should I post the stories? I get it. And sometimes you just need some inspo. So I'm going to give you some for free. I'm going to give you 50 story ideas. These are simple things you can use right now on your Instagram stories or even on your TikTok stories. You don't always have to go on camera. These are things that you can post to your stories that keep people engaged, that serve your audience, that build your audience, and you can grab them right now for free. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash story. Again, that's instaclubhub.com forward slash story. And as always, that link is also in our show notes. Okay, so if you regularly listen, this little pop quiz to see how well-informed, how intelligent are you when it comes to your health? If you were to pick the three things that are probably going to make the biggest difference of all in dropping the water weight quickly. What are they? Yep, you're right. Sleep, nutrition, and the right kind of exercise. Those three things, and when I say nutrition, obviously, that includes what you're drinking too. So cut out the alcohol, monitor your fiber and your sodium intake, minimize your processed foods, get to bed a couple hours earlier, and get yourself walking. And I guarantee, oh, you're going to feel... You're going to feel so much better. I promise you. Listen, I wanted to keep it light. I hope you enjoyed this. I I really love you. I appreciate you. I will be back here on Friday. My son is getting married in three days. So when I record Friday's episode, I will be in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And if I could just ask a little favor, if I could ask for you to keep us in your prayers, that everything goes smoothly, that there is no rain. Wouldn't that be amazing? Because right now it's calling for really cold conditions and some rain. But you know what they say? 
rain is good luck on your wedding day. But let, let's just pray that it's it's beautiful. I know it will be, but it sure would be awesome if God just parted those skies and it was nice and sunny and dry. I would love that to happen. But either way, I'm, I'm super excited. My daughter was married, uh, Sierra and Roman, I should say, were married just a month ago. And now Brock and Taylor get married in just a few days. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. It's 10 o'clock. We leave first thing in the morning on a very early flight to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And guess what? Brett Johnson is not here because he had to go to the seamstress at 10 o'clock at night to pick up my dress that was being altered, I should say remade. And he just texted me like just now as I'm finishing the podcast to say that the seamstress said the dress isn't quite done. (laughs) So I said, well, is it pinned? And he said, yes. I said, okay, well, then we'll have to see if I can figure out how to finish it myself while we're in Wyoming. In the alternative, I have a dress that I was going to wear like to the rehearsal dinner that is, I mean, it's another short dress. So I'm sure that will just outrage the internet. But yeah, I might just have to do that because the dress I have for the mother of the groom for Brock and Taylor's wedding is a long dress. I know. It's a long dress. It's it's this beautiful pink color. But if it's not done, I might have to wear one of these like backup dresses. But all the backup dresses are short dresses. And y'all know how the internet feels about a short dress on the mother of the groom. So maybe it doesn't matter when you're the mother of the groom. Well, it should be interesting. So please make sure you're following along on my Instagram stories because I'll I'll document the whole thing. I'll take you along on the ride for us. And then, of course, I'll fill you in on Friday. And for those of you who are Patreon members, oh, by the way, we've got a whole bunch of brand new Patreon members. Love you guys. Absolutely love you guys are part of the family now. There's been some things going on. What a couple of weeks, I tell you. So thank you for extending to me a little bit of patience and some grace. Because the Patreons usually come out on Saturday, I assume you guys would agree it would be a better Patreon if I recorded it after the wedding. Right. So I'll record it on Sunday and I'll try to get it up on Sunday night or Monday. But either way, thank you for your patience. We'll keep you updated inside the app. I promise you'll get something this week. I promise. I don't like to rush out those episodes. I like to do them right. So thanks for your grace in that regard. And for all of you, thank you for your love and support, your prayers. You are amazing. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you on Friday. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes and this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen show it, it's all personal stuff there's like no like personal development it's just real raw what's going on in our lives stuff we can't talk about on the show however if you are easily offended patreon is not for you that's not the place to be all right you can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash 
The Celine Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. Listener.